The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 58th birthday today. Happy birthday to Forrest Whitaker. Nice. That is Academy Award winning actor, born in Longview, Texas. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Forrest Whitaker. I, th- right. I think he moved uh, very early in life, but the last king we'll of claim S- him. The last king of Scotland is terrifying. Uh, first four through the door, Andrew Christensen, Levi Nebush, Jacob John, and Ruben Rias. What's up, Al? And saying to my right, the tennis to my ping pong, our West African prince, <laughs> it is Ishmael Johnson. Did you watch any tennis this weekend? I saw, yeah, I saw the um, Djokovic-Federer. Yeah. About, I think I saw the last, the finals regular set, then the extra set. When um, everybody, when, when everybody, when everybody zoomed, yes. uh, tuned in, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was there. You were one of them. It was insane. Yeah. And I... Took me a while to realize that I still I don't know that much about tennis, but obviously I got the gist of it. Yeah, I was like when <laughs> when that tiebreaker kicked on, I was like, how long does this one go? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like so I don't know when this one ends. So they're just gonna keep they're just gonna keep playing forever. <laughs> right. that, that happen? Here. It's like the Joe Buck uh, meme. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. just, oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today is Monday, July fifteenth, two thousand and nineteen. One hundred and thirty six days until Thanksgiving. Episode seven eighty four. Seven eighty four. The number of games Gino Petrali played in his illustrious Texas. Rangers career. Who could forget? On today's show, guys, we've got some headlines from across the state. Football, football headlines. And then back half of the show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's happening. It's a show six years in the making. We will be joined by, and I say this without any sort of overstatement, <laughs> one of our very favorite football players mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. We will be joined by former Fairfield All-State running back and New Mexico State All-American running back. And Thorn in Texas State side. And Thorn in Texas State side. Larry Rose the third will join us coming up here at the back half of the show. I am so thrilled yep. to be joined by him. I'm going to go full Chris Farley show on him. It's going to be <laughs> great. Uh, Larry Rose the third is, we're going to talk a lot about the Fairfield Argyle game. Uh, it's just, I'm so excited to talk with Larry Rose III, so stay tuned to the back half of the show. Uh, uh, we we must mention, yes. we are not alone in the studio. That's true. We are joined uh, right now by our... Uh, Do we our, give him some camera sure. love? Okay. Our, our helmet, our helmet guy. All right. It's Matt Davenport of yeah. the Texas High School Helmet yeah, Project is, is here. Yeah. It is great to see you, Matt. Uh, we, we had a great conversation that we recorded that we're going to play on tomorrow's show about his process, about, uh, the, uh, about being a psychopath, what it's like. Um, <laughs> is it difficult for him? We're going to get into all of that. But uh, we had a great conversation with Matt Davenport. We're going to play tomorrow. But uh, happy to have him in studio yeah. uh, enjoying, well, watching the show. Oh, yeah. Watching Let's not show. take it too far. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. After the show, I need to tell you about yesterday. 
Okay. The, the movie yesterday, not yesterday. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the happened yesterday? yesterday? Okay. Because I have thoughts. Ooh. And we have spoiler. Oh, you don't want to do the spoilers on the show? It. I don't want to do it on the show. Okay. Fair well, enough. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk okay. afterwards. Okay. Let's get into. Um, let's get into headlines. A few headlines from across the state, uh, football and uh, and otherwise. Uh, we we must mention this. Uh, in for the sake of uh, of journalistic integrity, mm. um, capital J journalistic integrity. There was mm-hmm. some big news um, last week. I believe July 11th, so it was late last week. Um, out of the uh, Waco 10th Court of Appeals, uh, one you may remember that in the Baylor sexual assault scandal that ended up costing. Art Bryles' job, one of the tipping points of this was the conviction of Sam Ukwachu, um, who was convicted of sexual assault um, and was not, basically was not um, disciplined at all by the Baylor football program, anything like that. His conviction has been overturned by the Waco 10th Court of Appeals. Uh, essentially, now I think there's this is this is a, a sticky wicket to navigate. So let's uh, do this as ham-handedly as possible. Um, Sam Ukwachu's conviction on sexual assault was overturned uh, because the court ruled that prosecutors uh, used cell phone records um, that they should not have used. That essentially they improperly used records from his roommate's cell phone, and that was uh, not fair, essentially. It was not illegal, or rather it was uh, illegal. And so the conviction was overturned. Um, This does not speak to the guilt or innocence of Sam Ukawachu. This is only to say that his conviction was overturned because the prosecution used records they were not uh, able to use. So, from what I understand, uh, it is still likely not settled. Um, they are going to appeal this decision to the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. It's all going to go forward. But in any case, uh, whenever we mention, you know, when, when you talk about this, this a story like this, I think it's only fair that you follow up with all of these things. That is uh, the latest in this saga. Sam Ukwachu is is probably not out of the woods here, uh, but his as it presently stands, his conviction on sexual assault has been overturned by the Waco 10th Court of Appeals. Media days have kicked off across the nation. Uh, our own Shahan Jairaja is currently at AT&T Stadium. I believe we saw him on TV. We did see him on TV already. Saw him on TV yeah. asking a question uh, to Gary Patterson of TCU. Big 12 media days are going on at AT&T Stadium. I know later this week he's going to be at Conference USA media days, uh, which I think are at the Star. Is that right? It sounds uh, right. Houston? Uh, Somewhere? Uh, no, that's... Um, Conference USA media days will oh, be... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, I think it's in... They will be somewhere. Let me see. Um, but he will be sure. there. Now. Most things will be. Um, most things are somewhere. But anyway, professional um, there's, there's not a ton of news to come out of it right this second. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Gary Patterson has spoken. Les Miles has spoken. I believe uh, Mike Gundy's spoken. And I think Matt Wells is up right now. Um, it's content. It's 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 college football content in a time when we are all starved for college football news. Um, SEC media days are going on in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, I believe A&M goes tomorrow, though. I'm fairly certain that A&M goes tomorrow. So uh, we'll keep you apprised of any news and notes that come out of the media days uh, as the media days uh, carousel is beginning to spin. And then uh, the American Athletic Conference media days, I think, kick off this afternoon up in Newport, Rhode Island. Why is it so Newport. 
word. Why is it so hard to find? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, media days have kicked off. There was a couple of Texas high school football coaching notes and, and uh, bits of, of news. Uh, one of them is uh, comes from our own uh, um, Matt Sepp. Uh, Pecos head coach Chris Jones is retired after 30 seasons in education. Uh, he was 16 years as a head coach. He was, uh, he's been seven years as the coach at Giddings. He was most recently at Pecos. He is retiring. Chad Olson, their offensive coordinator, is taking over as on an interim basis. Uh, that is uh, some relatively, uh, that's a, a, obviously a very late coaching change. Uh, so that is something to keep an eye on. It sounds like there are only three jobs open right now. Um, Bartlett is open, Frost is open, and then there's one more that I can't think of right now. Um, and Iola. Those are the three vacant 11-man pro, uh, uh, jobs. It sounds like Bartlett is going to hire tonight. Um, I believe Step said it was going to be something like an Austin area uh, assistant. So keep an eye on that. Y'all want to quit and just be the staff at Frost? Sure. Polar Bears? Sure, I could be, be, be the polar uh-huh. bears, one of the best mascots I could be in Texas. Yeah, all I'm saying all right. is it's in Frisco, by the way. All oh, it's in Frisco. And the reason why I couldn't find it is because they call it the football kickoff and not football just media kickoff. day. That's so. um, and finally some some sad news from the Texas high school football coaching ranks. Um, Ed Taylor, the former uh, Beaumont Ozan uh, head football coach, uh, passed away uh, this weekend. Um, I know that Eric Peavy, the coach at Beaumont Westbrook, was treating, tweeting about how uh, Coach Taylor was a, a mentor to him. I know that he's a, a, a a legend down there in the Beaumont area. So former um, former Beaumont Ozan head coach um, Ed Taylor has passed away uh, thinking about his family and the Beaumont family down there uh, in southeast Texas. Elsewhere in Texas high school football stuff, um, there is – so Step was breaking this down because this is how he, is he this, rolls. Well, yeah, but is this public? This is public. He said, okay. Oh, well, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fairly certain. Here's, here's, what, we go. Well, here's what I'm saying. He was looking at – if you remember <laughs> – I'll just say this. Okay. I think I can. I think I can thread this needle. <laughs> he said, in famous last words. Famous last words. Mm-hmm. So last year, you remember that AT and T Stadium basically did not host a playoff game until the state semifinals. That sounds right. There was because they had concerts lined up. They had uh, things. They had other. Th- um, obviously, football. Um, Cowboys games, college football games, etc. I'm with you so far. It appears from what Step has uh, has noticed mm-hmm. is that there will be more openings earlier in the playoffs. That the way that the Cowboys schedule breaks out, and the way that the um, and the way that the um, concert calendar and things like that break out, it seems it sounds like st- uh, from what Step is saying. And I'll read this tweet exactly so that I don't get in trouble. Um, that at AT&T Stadium, there will be a lo- there'll be more availability of that if I can find. Step it. says it's public. You there can say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> AT&T. Here's here's the tweet. AT&T Stadium didn't host playoff games until the semifinals last year. Uh, wonder if this year they may be able to host in the area playoffs because there are no Cowboys games uh, that weekend. Uh, that said, it does not sound like the semifinals are going to be able to be at AT&T Stadium because the Cowboys are at home. Um, that weekend. So basically it seems like what, what we're hearing is that round two, which is the area round the whole weekend open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So if you are the kind of person who waits for there to be high school football games at at and stadium to go to them, well, it seems like you're going to get it earlier this year. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So they're open. So we could have, well, if they're still available, then maybe we could get it for our ultimate Frisbee tournament. (gasps) Dude, that'd be dope. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that. Okay. Uh, finally, one other thing. There was a story on Texas uh, on ESPN uh, this week. 
Um, did you guys get a chance to read the uh, the story from Dave Wilson? The uh, the headline is "The Petty, Wonderful, and Delightfully Weird Rise of Horns Down." I've seen it. I did not get a chance to read it. Same here. It's a it's a good read. Uh-huh. It's a good read. It kind of dives into the history behind um, probably the most famous hand signal in football right in college football right now. Sure. And it's not horns up, it's horns down. Mm. It's become the way of taunting Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good read. I would, I would, uh, I would implore you to read this. Um, and it, it, you know, I think the headline actually is really good: the petty, wonderful, and delightfully weird ride of horns <laughs> down. Because it wasn't always like that. It right. wasn't always that the way that you taunt Texas is by throwing the horns down. Yeah. Um, instead, it's 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 and really obviously it caught on last year when the Big Twelve came out and said, "Oh, we're going to flag you for unsportsmanlike conduct." Right. So it, beca- you, it became like, oh, of course, oh, now we're, we're really going to do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Now we've got to do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do it even harder right. now. I'm going right. to do double horns down. <laughs> things like that. So it's uh, it's on ESPN.com. It's a great read from Dave Wilson. Uh, called the um, uh, called the petty, wonderful, and delightfully weird rise of horns down uh, with a big picture, I believe, of Javorski Lane throwing the horns down. I was um, I, I was about to say I think Javorski Lane was the first time I'd seen it yes. ever done. Um, that was a uh, he is he plays um, he is he is part of this mm-hmm. story. Uh, just give it a, give it a read, um, and uh, it's 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 worth it if you're it's deep in the college football offseason at this point. Yeah. If you're just looking for content, um, this is something that uh, that that you can go out there. So uh, hmm. it's by Dave Wilson on ESPN.com. So those are some headlines from across the state. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com slash Insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. Uh, why would you want to do that? Well, you get the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you. We've got interns here. They will drop a magazine in the mail for you today if you subscribe today. You also get the 2019 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The Bible of Recruiting, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2020, which are kids who are going to play their senior year this year, to the class of 2023, which are kids who are about to play their freshman freshman year you get that mailed to you in the early part of december you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com including computer rankings of every texas high school football team computer projections of every texas high school football game a season's worth of tep and step our premium high school football insider podcast we're recording a new one at coaching school next week uh you also get access to our archives recruiting analysis from our friends at next level athlete at texasfootball.com archive um i'm probably forgetting a bunch of other stuff anyway all of that for $19.95 plus shipping and handling for the first year. It's $24.95 plus shipping and handling after that. But I think it's a pretty good deal. That's that's not per month. That's per year. Uh, but anyway, you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. <clears throat> Max, it's not often. It's a landmark day. It is a landmark day as we are very pleased to welcome in legitimately one of our all-time favorite football players. We are joined by former Fairfield All-State running back and New Mexico State All-American running back Larry Rose III. Larry, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing great. Where Where does today find you? Where are you, oh, where are you calling us from? I'm actually at home uh, in Waco, Texas. Oh, fantastic. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, we've. I'll tell you the, the whole genesis behind having you on is... 
I think we talk more about the 2013 state championship game uh, between Fairfield and Argyle than maybe any other high school football game that we've ever seen. And you were obviously <laughs> a huge part of that. Um, uh, first and foremost, right off the bat, you know, when you think back to that 2013 title game, I know you guys came up uh, uh, you just painfully short, but uh, what are your memories? What do you remember most about, about that game? Did we lose him? You still there, Larry? Did you mute us? Did you mute him? No. Yeah, no, I'm oh, here. Thank you. Good. Okay, thank goodness. Go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I said, um, for me, what I remember most about that game personally um, is just coming up short, coming up short on that uh, last play, man, and uh, getting tired on that. Uh, if you remember the game, I had a long run um, yes. right before our last uh series four series four plays mm -hmm. and um and that that's what i remember the most about that game is just coming up short uh coming up short on that those last four plays and getting tired on the uh fifth play before those last four plays well and and you know that's it's so funny do we remember that i remember it very distinctly because that that was i believe your your 24th carry of the, of the game uh you bust off yeah. you bust off a 64 yard touchdown run or a 64 yard run uh you're 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 tackled at, at the 17 argyle ends up coming up uh coming up with, with the stop um did you just did I mean I, I guess I've always wanted to ask you this. Did it look like from where I was sitting in the press box that you just flat out ran out of gas? Is that is that the case? No, no, no. This no. Oh my god. Yeah, hit it again. Oh, he's cutting out. Cutting out. Are you there? Uh oh. Uh -oh. oh there we go. Right, try again. Yeah, We're good. Okay. okay, so um I'm glad you asked because yeah. I, I I do like explaining this. What happened, man, was um I, I broke and it was one defender left, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And it, I, it's a signature move I always like to hit when I get in the open field, a little hesitation move. And instead of um, just ga mashing the gas and just trying to outrun him with speed, I tried to hit him with my hesitation move, and he didn't bite on it. And when he didn't bite on it, I had, I had um, nothing else left for him because he kept running. He took the angle away, so me and him were just running. And um, he just made a, a, a heck of a play. And um, so that, that's how it all went down. He just he really just made a heck of a play, never never bit on my move and just continued running. And um, when he did that, that was it. But I tell you what, after that play, it instantly, as soon as that play was over with, I, did, I was gassed. Yeah. I did feel gassed. And part of the reason for that was uh, we were doing so good that football season that um, – Coach Bechtel didn't have to play the starters the, the uh, of entire game only against Navasota mm -hmm. and uh, in that state championship game. So, so that's um, that was part of the reason the, of the starters. We just I, unfortunately we just weren't in the best condition to go mm -hmm. four straight quarters. You know what I mean? Well, you ended up running for uh, twenty six times for two hundred and sixty yards uh, and and two scores. Uh, in that game, it was it was a, a remarkable game between you know we always talk about it was you and Ian Sadler just throwing haymakers at one another. Uh, do you do you do you hold it against Ian Sadler that he got the best of you? No, 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 not at all, man, not at all. He he's a heck of a ball player, man, and he came out and he played a heck of a game that that day. And um, man, I definitely I didn't know who Ian Sadler was before that day. 
but I, I, I never forget him after. <laughs> We're talking with Larry Rose the third, former Fairfield running back in New Mexico State, All-American here at Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, I, you go on to, to a remarkable career at New Mexico State, but but I think one thing people may not may not remember is that uh, you were not a highly recruited guy. You were not a no. guy that everyone was knocking down your door to, 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 to <laughs> offer you. I, do I have it right that you had one FBS offer? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, New Mexico State. That was my only one. And and so uh, it was it was Doug Martin who ended up uh, uh, you know taking taking a shot on you uh, and saying yes, you know sir. what I think you can be be uh, be something special. Um, as a guy who was who was coming from a smaller school and, and pretty lightly recruited, what did it mean to you to get that FBS offer uh, from Coach Martin? Man, it, it it meant the world to me personally because um, just the fact that uh, he actually believed in me because. Uh, the recruiting process is a, a very difficult one, especially if it's not going the way that you thought it would. Um, so for me, I was kind of at a point where I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even know if I, if I'm still the guy that I thought I was. You know, I don't even know if I'm, I'm, am I that D1 guy? And for him to come around and to confirm that, yeah, you, you still are that guy. To me, um, that meant the world. That meant the world to me. Um. So then you you go on to, to Las Cruces and you, and you put together an uh, an unbelievable career, the second leading rusher in New Mexico State history, the first All American in New Mexico State history before uh, since nineteen seventy five. Um, I'm I'm really interested in, in how you feel like your game changed uh, from from Fairfield to, uh, through your through your time at, at New Mexico State. How do you think you changed as a running back? Um, the biggest change for me was the knowledge of the game. Um, <laughs> I tell people this all the time. When I was coming out of high school, uh was just raw talent. Just raw talent. Uh, really didn't understand much about the game of football. Couldn't uh, tell you what kind of front the defense was running. Couldn't tell you what coverage they were in. But you hand me the ball and I'm going to make it happen. And, that, and that's how high school was for me. I'm just out there playing, having a good time with uh, the guys that I grew up with and uh, went to school with, and, and and that's how it was. Then when I got to college, uh, I tell people this, I got to college, first scrimmage we had, uh, Jacob Nwanga. Mm -hmm. We're down on the goal line. We run a um, like a uh, running back right down the A-gap. And Jacob Nwanga met me, uh, met me in the hole, and uh, he hit me pretty good. And from that day on, I told my running backs coach, Coach Christian, you gotta, uh, you have to teach me the knowledge of the game because I can never let this happen to me again. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point on, uh, he sat down with me. This was my freshman year. Um, from that point on, he sat down with me and he taught me the uh, concept of the game, taught me where your free hitters are coming from, taught me what the defense is trying to do. Um, so that I now know that what my I can put my raw talent along with the knowledge, and um, that's what really took my game to the next level. Hey, Larry, this is Ishmael. Um, so I have a different relationship with your career. I went to Texas State, and so <laughs> <laughs> and so and immediately immediate laughter. <laughs> and you, <laughs> so me, along with a lot of other Texas State fans, remember you for. Very different reasons. Um, it seemed like every year 
your best game came against Texas State. And I know the story of your recruitment. Uh, they recruited you at corner, correct? Cornerback, yes. Sir. They called me like a, a week or a week or a week and a half before signing day, and they're oh. like, "Hey, we really want to uh, we want to offer you." And I'm like, "I'm pumped." Yeah. And then they they hit me with, "We want you to be, want you at cornerback." Oh man! <laughs> so so <laughs> to New Mexico. That's all I was thinking. So 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 how how wide were your eyes every time Texas State come on the schedule? Oh man, I, I I looked forward to it. I looked forward to it, man, because one the most the the biggest reason why I looked forward to it it had no, it it had a lot to do with not being recruited and uh by them sure. at running back and whatnot. But the biggest thing was um, every time I played against Texas State, my family uh got to see me play, mm-hmm. and that was the biggest uh biggest thing um just being able to come back to texas and play in front of the uh family and friends uh that was the thing and then like the other side of it is simply just man they didn't recruit me you didn't see me as a a running back so hey i got it i gotta bring out every tool tool today you know and and that that's kind of how i played and i told coach this one time this was my biggest um thing in college, every team that uh, I felt like I should have been recruited by or should have gave me an opportunity or every team that um, called my phone and said they would give me a shot and didn't, mm. <laughs> we ended up getting to play them. <laughs> and uh, so it, it just worked out for me that that chip stayed on my shoulder for all four years of college because every time – I stepped on the field. I literally had talked to somebody on that coaching staff, somebody from somebody that was affiliated with one with one of the teams that we were step, stepping up against that Saturday, and that was my uh, main drive each and um, each and every game. So when Texas State rolled around, it was just kind of a little extra. Uh, the chip just got a little bit bigger. It added a little dip to it, and it, it was time to go against Texas State. Yeah, I'll just um, – I've crunched the numbers. The Your average in your four games against Texas State average was 148 yeah. yards and a touchdown, yeah. uh, including the 207-yard game in, 2000, in your All-American year in 2015. Yeah, yeah so. I remember things. Oh, okay. Sorry-ish. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually not sorry. It's, it's Larry Rose III here joining us on, on Texas football today. Uh, I, I guess a lot of people are, are wondering – I know you, you – um, uh, you obviously wrap up a, a tremendous career there at New Mexico State, All-American in 2015. Uh, you know, uh, all Sun Belt. Uh, you you were the Arizona Bowl MVP. All this, all this great, these great accolades. You go undrafted. You get a couple, a, a couple runs with uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you play. Uh, you uh, you get a, a a little bit of run in the in the AAF um, RIP, uh, as well as uh, with the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Blue Bo- Blue Bombers. I'm interested, and I think a lot of people are interested to know what you're up to right now and what uh, what's uh, what's going on in your world. Right now, um, like I said, I just recently came back from Winnipeg. Uh, got released by them about a month ago, um, and, I, and then I just came back home. And right now, I'm just uh, still on the grind, mm-hmm. training, um, staying ready for my next opportunity. I'm uh, actually looking at getting into the XFL, mm-hmm. so um, me and my agent are – uh, behind scenes working on that right now and uh things are looking pretty good so um that's that's all i'm up to right now it's just back home in waco texas uh training working out and um 
staying ready for my next opportunity because it, it's going to come, and uh, I just got to make sure that I'm ready for it. Uh, and, and finally, you know, I kind of want to bring it back to, to your high school career. You know, that you're, you're a guy that, that I know a lot of people in Fairfield still talk about in, in hushed tones. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're a legend there in, in, in your in small in, in, in the town of Fairfield, led them to their only state championship appearance. Um, you know, when you look back on your on your high school career, uh, what are you what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? When I look back at my high school career, it would have to be just the being a part of a team that brought unity to a community. Mm. That that's the biggest thing that um I take away from my high school career. Um, I, I had a great time with everybody that I played with. Um, I had genuine friendships. Still have genuine friendships with the people that I played with, and just to be. 18 years, 17, 18 years old, and be able to unite a community the way we did, um, that was the biggest thing for me because after after we beat Navasota, <laughs> I tell you what, we, we, we woke Fairfield up, and uh, man, it, if you weren't there, it's hard to even explain it to you because it was just so much unity, um, and everybody loved come watch Fairfield Eagles, and that's just that's the one thing that I – I really remember about it the most and that I um, cherished about it the most is just unity throughout the whole entire community. He is Larry Rose the third. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Larry Rose the third. Um, Larry, really appreciate your time, man. We are all root- we're all rooting for you, and and we can't wait to see what you do next. Uh, really appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck down the road. Thank you, man. Thank you. There he goes, Larry Rose the third. Former New Mexico State All American running back and Fairfield running back and like, uh, yeah, like I'm was, sorry, like I was, like there are guys, especially when like there there are, are there are guys that you watch them in high school uh, when they play in high school, and they just bring you so much joy to watch them play. Yep. And that game between Argyle and Fairfield, the Sadler versus versus Rose. We were watching it out there. Yeah, we got fired up and for him being here. We had even, to watch it again. And even then, I'm just like, oh man, like <laughs> it's such a good game. It is such Fine a good works. game, and it was it was so great to to watch those two like tremendous athletes go back and forth. Obviously, they both had really good careers uh, yeah. after that too. Ian Sadler goes off to Texas Tech yep. and does big things. Um, well, that game transcends part of the reason that we always end up talking about it, right? Yeah, I was watching it in Brooklyn. Like I had the Fox yeah. Regional Networks, and I would watch the Texas State Championships when I was living in Brooklyn, and I was watching that game freaking out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> these two kids I don't know in Texas high school football while living in Brooklyn. Yes. It was awesome. So it just it shows is. you like how far the reaches of the game and how much that game will be with me forever, and I didn't know anything about either of those guys before mm-hmm. the game started, and now I've followed their whole careers since. So it's just Texas high school football rules. And this is a guy who, obviously, as we mentioned, he's the second leading rusher in New Mexico State history. He's he's a legend in Fairfield. He's a legend in Las Cruces. And I'm glad to hear, I know he's kind of bounced around a couple of different leagues. I'm glad to hear that it sounds like he's going to get some run in the XFL. Cause Bring this, him to Arlington. I got he, team yeah, I'm telling you, man, he is, Bring him to he, he is lightning in a bottle. He's a lot of fun to watch. And uh, it's the first time I've ever talked with him, but obviously got a great head on his shoulders. Yeah. And, uh, and and f- easy guy to root for, Larry Rose III. Seriously. So really appreciate his time. And uh, I hope I didn't fanboy out too much. <laughs> no, I think we got it. Okay, good. good. I, just I just love that he busted out laughing immediately when oh, I said I was from Texas. Texas. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got your boy <laughs> immediately. He was like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. And now uh, we go to Max Thompson for uh, America's second favorite segment. Uh, Final uh, thoughts. Uh, uh.
We got a lot of people fighting today in the comments. Not really. No. It's oh. fine. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's fine. Um, but I wanted to throw this out there because the intrigue uh, abounds, and we'll know more this week, I am sure. Ed McElroy, just a guess, but I'm betting North Shore versus Katie for the opening night on Fox Sports Southwest. Can't figure out the other one, but I'd mm. recommend Pleasant Grove for Paris. Those mm. are great games. Are so I'll say they were part of a discussion, I bet. This is public knowledge, okay. so I guess I can I can point this out, mm-hmm. that, um, that Texas Football Days will not be Katie and North Shore. Yeah. Uh, because uh, ESPN has picked up that yep. game. Yep. So, um, trust me, that was definitely on our radar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, that is going to be um, on ESPN on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox will have a different game to be announced soon. Soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the debate was just about, it kind of got started with Jacob John saying they should not have playoff games at Jerry World prior to state. This is a debate that comes up all the time. We've had this discussion in the studio and the fight has broken out peacefully in the comments, mm-hmm. disagreeing back and forth on on whether they should or shouldn't. Or I understand, whether, yeah. I understand I why sentiment. they yeah. shouldn't. Like you know, yeah. you want to save it for you want to save the main event for the main event. Um, but sometimes logistically, it just works out better that way. Yeah. Like if, when you're like last year, what was it, Duncanville Allen? Right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's no other stadium that's going to support right. that. Like yeah. the other, the other thing for me, oh. I totally. I want to be clear. I totally understand the argument that it yeah. should wait for the big yeah. stage, right? right? Yeah. Because that's what happens a lot of places, a yeah. lot of other, uh, a lot of other states. That let's just say that I don't know if this is the case, but let's just say California plays their state championship games in the Rose Bowl. Right. Nobody plays the Rose Bowl until then. Right. I get it. The one thing I will say is that playing at a stadium like that, like playing at NRG or playing at the Alamo Dome yeah. or playing at AT and T Stadium, yeah. those are special moments yeah and i am generally for giving those special moments to as many teams as possible yeah. mm-hmm. generally yeah um that's just that's my thought i i again totally understand the other side yeah. that's just where i land on it and and i've evolved because i used to be pretty pretty vehemently oh you shouldn't play there until state championship games I, I think i've in talking with coaches even coaches who go there and they play an area round game and they get murdered <laughs> right in the second round <laughs> but those kids take with it I got to dress at the Cowboys locker room. I got to yeah. go out there on the yeah. big stage and stuff. So uh, that's kind of where I fall on it. Yeah. Uh, but a kind of a follow-up question in the middle of the argument from Andrew Christensen. Do you guys think you could see two 6A or 5A DFW area teams driving to the Alamo Dome, for instance, to play a semifinal game if they feel the weather could be a concern with Jerry World not being available? I could see it. It's not likely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, it's probably not likely, but I will. Uh, it's um, you got to remember that the star is an option. Um, star. But you're I mean, pushing it with six A. But, but yeah. yeah, the six A and five A schools probably it's True. not probably. Big um, enough. it's not it's not well, and especially when you get to semifinals. Yeah, that's what, what you what, may be talking, what about talking about. Are yeah. um, if it's a if it's a, a region two team against a region one team mm-hmm. that could be DFW yeah. against East Texas or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I could see them driving to there. I could too, but they'll probably just end up in Waco and deal with bad weather. But the other you that's know? the other thing. Yeah. The other thing about it is that the weather. Uh, if you don't like the weather in Texas, just <laughs> wait a minute. Um, but that's kind of, uh, yeah. you know, the, the thing is it's so hard to predict even yeah. like whether you think it's going to rain or not going to rain. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just going to be, yeah, I think that it's just so hard to predict and there's a lot of, t- that you can always move things. What you'll probably see is, is what we saw a lot with last year, right? Where games are scheduled for Friday. Oh, it's going to rain on Friday. Let's try to move it up to Thursday. If it doesn't work, then okay, we're going to bump it to Saturday. And mm-hmm. then in the weirdest cases, maybe they get moved to Monday, which we've yeah. had in the past with some ice storms and right. stuff. But uh, I think most coaches uh, would rather 
play in bad conditions than get on the road and drive 200 miles. Yeah, that's the other thing too, right? If the weather's bad in DFW, I mean, they still got to drive yeah. through it. The chances that's are like, it just may not be. It's still yeah. it's just it's it's bad in another way, right? You're, yeah, you don't want people having to go through bad weather to get to a game. So there's not always an elegant mm-hmm. solution to this. Again, I could see it. I don't think it's very likely. Right. Uh, well, I said, let the rest of them fight it out in the comments. Yeah, fight, fight, yeah. fight, fight, That's fight. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thank you so much to Larry Rose the third, our very special guest here on Texas Football Today. Follow him on Twitter at Larry Rose III. Uh, for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.